0: Or your teeth are going to fall out and you won't be able to eat any of the nice foods you want to eat. You'll have to live on soup. Hi there, my name's James and thank you so much. Check out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters. Helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this podcast, I'm going to give you the 10 best tips from genuine parenting experts. Which is something I'm absolutely and never will claim to be. I decided to set up this podcast because I genuinely want to create an online community that genuinely supports parents, specifically dads, and specifically dads like myself who often struggle with their mental health. If that sounds like something you'd like to support, please follow my podcast, or if you watch this on my YouTube channel, please hit subscribe. For full transparency, the information in this podcast has been taken from an article I read on VeryWellFamily.com. For more great articles, go and check out their website, which is www.VeryWellFamily.com. And having been a dad myself for the past decade, this list is pretty accurate. And all the information given is pretty spot on in some capacity. Parenting tip number one, which comes from Laurie Fresson, who's a licensed marriage therapist and family therapist. It's okay for your child to be mad at you. She basically talks about how it's more important to be a parent to your children as opposed to a friend to your children. Being a parent means equal measures of being the good guy and the bad guy. Quite often you're the person who needs to discipline them, tell them bad news and tell them off. This will almost certainly mean that at times your kids are cross with you. Quite often, my kids will say, Daddy, I'm cross with you. Daddy, I don't like you. Daddy, I hate you. This is never nice to hear, but it's really important to stay calm and consistent and always look at the bigger picture. It would be lovely to be able to go through parenting life all singing and dancing, everything sunshine and rainbows, your kids being happy all the time, but that's just not realistic. If your child's behavior is rude, obnoxious or dangerous, it's important that you discipline them. And that often means being the bad guy. There are going to be times in their adult life where they don't get their own way. And the sooner you can prepare them for that by providing the odd dose of reality, the better. Parenting tip number two comes from Dr. Gail Saltz. She's a psychiatrist, psychoanalyst and best-selling author. And her advice, which is pretty good advice for everyone, is treat your children with respect. If your kids are being horribly annoying or obnoxious, don't lower yourself to their level. If they're calling you names, don't call them names back. If they strike out and hit you, absolutely don't hit them back. Your kids are learning from you. They're constantly testing their boundaries to see how safe they are. Difficult as it is when your child says horrible things or lashes out at you, you need to stay calm and be the adult in the situation. If you have to resort to having a shouting match with them, then basically you've lost control. And as a parent, you can't lose control. When my kids have really pushed my buttons and I feel like I'm going to erupt, the thing I often do is just take myself out of the situation, put some physical distance between me and the child. If I'm on my own, if I'm the only adult in the house and that's not easy to do, sometimes just go into a different room. Or if they're following you, requesting another biscuit or more time on their Xbox actually go into the loo and lock the door. Obviously, keep things safe so you can keep an eye on them, but if you actually need 20, 30 seconds just to scream into a pillow or just count 10 deep breaths, that is time very well spent. If you're not the only adult in the house and you can take a time out and go outside and have a walk around the block and just get some perspective, take some deep breaths, keep calm, physically take yourself out of the conflict, that's a really good idea. What you don't want to do is say something that you regret because once you said something... You can't take it back. And that's as important when it comes to adult relationships as much as relationships with your children. And parenting tip number three, which comes from Seth Mayers, who's a psychologist. Always look at the big picture. If you have those moments when you have those days where your kids are just absolutely driving you mad or just the stress of the day is just sending you over the edge, just take a deep breath and remember that this time with your children is finite. There'll be a time when the roles will reverse And you want to spend more time with them than they do with you. And remember also, there'll be a time when your children are teenagers and then adults, when they can come and go as they please, where they don't need your permission. Do your best to actually enjoy the time you have with your children when they're small and when they need you and when they want to spend time with you. There will be a last hug. There will be a last time they put their hand up to hold your hand as you cross the road. And I'm pretty sure when that happens, it'll be something you're really sad about. The relationship you're building with your children now is basically setting the tone for the relationship you'll have with them as teenagers and then adults. If they regard you as someone who's a bit of a bully, who's a bit cross, who's a bit reactionary, who's a bit shouty, who's a bit stressful, then sadly when they're adults and they can actually choose how much time they get to spend with you, they might not want to spend any time with you. That said, if your relationship with them when they're young is one of you being calm and consistent and friendly and positive and fun and diplomatic... Then that's a relationship that is of use to them as a teenager and an adult and something they probably want to keep in their life. And parenting tip number four comes from David Johnson, who's a licensed marriage and family therapist. And he says, give effective instructions. Quite often, you being cross with your children is a misunderstanding that they didn't know what it was you wanted them to do. Maybe that you didn't give them clear and concise instructions and gave them an idea of when you wanted these things to happen. He goes on to say, if you have to tell your child the same thing repeatedly before they respond, then you're basically training them to ignore you. One major thing and very simple thing that I never really thought about, make sure that if you want your child to do something... Put their name at the start of the instruction. So instead of saying the instruction then their name, say, so-and-so, I really want you to put your shoes on. So-and-so, put your shoes on because we're going to be late for school. Or, so-and-so, I need you to turn off the television and get in the car so we can go to school. I always try and do it no more than three times. Always using their name at the beginning. So-and-so, please turn off the television. So-and-so, if I have to ask you to turn off the television again, I'll do it myself. And the final warning, so-and-so, I've warned you about this. I'm now turning off the television. You've given them three opportunities to do it themselves. Anything beyond that just gets farcical. And the more you have to do it, probably the weaker you are seeming to them parenting tip number five comes from Heidi Smith the author of detached parenting 33 ways to keep your cool when kids Meltdown. and her advice is use natural consequence for example when you advise your children they probably need to take their wellies to school because it's been raining and they don't and then they come home and say my feet were really wet during playtime or when your children complain they can never find anything in their room explain that's why you ask them to keep tidying their room Sometimes as a parent, it's just easier to do it yourself. But the problem is, if you do it yourself, then they don't get the lesson. If you give them pocket money and they're saving up for something, but they're always spending their pocket money on sweets or things they don't really need, but they want this toy or they want this thing, explain to them about, look, it's about choosing what you spend your money on. Yes, you want some sweets straight away, or are you prepared to forfeit having sweets straight away and save your money until you get that thing you really want? This is going to be much more useful to your children. You're basically teaching them life skills, teaching them about why it's important to be friendly and kind to their friends. Because if they're not friendly and kind, then they won't have any friends. You're basically creating the building blocks to show them you're preparing them for the world, preparing them to be successful adults. And parenting tip number six comes from Bonnie Harris, who's a parenting educator and director of Connective Parenting. And her advice is try and problem solve together. She goes on to say how basically punishment is a coercive, manipulative way to get children to do what you want them to do, which is not ideal. What's better is if you can try and problem solve together and work together to come to a solution that suits you both. For example, you want them to brush their teeth and they want to keep playing Mario Kart. Why don't you compromise and say, I tell you what, if you brush your teeth, you can have an extra 10 minutes of playing Mario Kart. This shows them that actually working together is much better, and this will help them as adults. Human beings basically don't learn through fear or force. Being scared is not a good environment for people to learn. And if you just force people to do it, if anything, they're more likely to dig in and become more stubborn. For example, if your child's starving and you're just about to serve supper, and you're literally, and they're saying, "I'm really hungry, can I have something? I want a bag of crisps." Instead of saying, "No, you can't have a bag of crisps," tell them that you accept they're hungry, but supper is literally in ten minutes' time. And instead, if they're really hungry, they can have a piece of bread or a piece of fruit. You're not telling them they can't have food. You're just giving them a slightly healthier alternative. And parenting tip number seven comes from Tom Limbert, who's a parenting coach. And the author of Dad's Playbook. And his advice is use discipline to teach, not punish. If you've spent any time watching content on YouTube, you've probably seen lots and lots of videos talk about about how success isn't about having motivation, it's about being consistent and having discipline, consistently turning up. And in order to consistently turn up, go and do that run you don't want to do because it's raining, do that exercise, make those calls, you have to have discipline. Discipline is the first step. Being disciplined helps you to be consistent and being consistent helps you to become successful. And if you can explain to them that actually discipline is a really important thing to develop and strengthen, and not only that being disciplined in eating healthily makes you feel good, but makes you look good, which helps your self-esteem, which makes you live your life better, make sure that you tell them all the benefits they get from being disciplined. So instead of shouting at them because they don't want to brush their teeth, remind them that actually there's a good reason to brush your teeth. If you don't brush your teeth, your teeth are going to fall out and you're going to look quite strange. Or your teeth are going to fall out and you won't be able to eat any of the nice foods you want to eat you'll have to live on soup give them the reason why you want them to be disciplined it's important to go and do the football practice so that when you play the game at school you'll enjoy it because you're fitter and stronger and you'll get much more out of the game because you know what you're doing and parenting tip number eight comes from dana obelman who's author of kids the manual and her advice is provide praise for good behavior this can be a difficult one especially when you're tired And especially if you've got more than one child. But it's so important. Every bit of good behaviour you see, praise it. People love feeling appreciated and seen. People stop making the effort when they don't think that anyone cares. My wife thanking me for bringing her a cup of tea in the morning probably guarantees the next day's cup of tea. In the same way that you need little to no appreciation to continue to do something, children are the same. Children want to please you. Children want your approval. Nothing makes your child happier than some praise. Thanks for putting your plate in the washing machine. Thanks for doing your teeth without me asking you. Thanks for being the first to get ready. Sometimes I feel like a broken record, but it makes a big difference if you've had a really easy school run because they did everything you asked them to do on the first, second, or even third time of asking. I always tell them, say, thanks, kids. I was stressed and tired this morning, but you made that school run easy. I really appreciate that. And at the end of the day, I'm going to bring you a treat. It gives them a reason. Do this for daddy because daddy's tired. Do this for Mummy because she's got a busy day ahead and she's worried about it. And parenting tip number nine comes from Susan Bartell, who's a psychologist and the author of The Top 50 Questions Kids Ask. And her advice is be consistent with discipline. It's not fair if you decide that basically you're the parent that delivers all the good news and the treats, which means the other parent has to be in charge of discipline. That's not fair. Being a parent basically means being a hybrid of the good cop and the bad cop. And you need to be consistent. Because if one day you tell your kids off for not hanging up their coats and the next day you don't care, they'll never really know where they stand with you. You have to be consistent. And then after a while, it'll become something they do naturally and you won't need to keep asking them. We probably make life much more hard than it needs to be. It's about consistency. So it's about discipline first. I'm going to have the discipline to make the effort to tell my children what I want them to do. There are times when I get bored of the sound of my own voice but it will be worth it in the end. When one day I get to look and see that I played my part in helping to raise children that are now kind, friendly, useful, caring, hardworking adults, it will all be worth it. And the 10th parenting tip comes from Nancy Buck, who's a developmental psychologist and the creator of Peaceful Parenting Incorporated. And she says view misbehavior as a sign that your child has a problem. Instead of getting cross that your child never wants to go to school, ask why they don't want to go to school. Is there a problem? Are they being bullied? Is there something they're struggling with? Is there something they're scared of? Take the time to do the hard work and find out why. If you can show them ways to deal with things they're scared of as a child, it will really help them as an adult. I really hope you got something in this podcast. And if something I said in it raised a question for you, please put it in the comments below. I've just written a book called First Time Dad that's available on Amazon. It's the one I very unsubtly put next to my ukulele here on my desk. If you'd like a completely free digital copy and you've got a Gmail account just put your Gmail account in the comments below. I'd be happy to send you a completely free digital copy and all I would ask for is you give an honest review on Amazon once you've had a chance to take a look at it. Also, if you think you might be interested in working with me on a one-to-one basis, please just click the Calendly link in the podcast description and we can get that set up for you. I hope wherever you are in the world you're okay. Take care. Dad Mind Matters. Helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday.